Awesome. Episode <laughs> nine. <laughs> no. And Hari's not showing his face, fuming. Oh, well, I can't because OBS is like, you can, you know, if I put it on Discord, it's like your camera's in use. So, I get the good quality. Okay, I have I have oh, no yeah. idea if this is going to get left in the recording oh, now, which is funny. Um, <laughs> episode 9 of Cutscene Convos. We've got our first ever guest on this week, Luke. Wave at the camera, Luke. Hello. <laughs> um, so, this week's going to be a little bit different. It's probably going to feel, I don't want to call our previous episodes professional feeling, but whatever that was, it's going to feel less professional than that somehow. Um, yeah, there's going to be no structure to this episode. Yeah, I Listen, my middle name's professional. I don't know what you two have been doing. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to be all over the place. It's a different kind of style altogether. There's no character profile this week. Blame Luke for that. I am the character. Um, yeah, I was going to say Luke's our character profile. So yeah, I th- I think we just hop straight into it. So I think we'll talk about how we all know each other, and then kind of go from there. Works for me. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who wants who wants to tell the inf- the infamous story? You can. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put this on you. Okay, so I might need help with dates and stuff, guys, because that's where I'm gonna struggle. Oh, no. So it would have been what October. 18? 19? No, but in October 19. October 19. 19. Yeah. The um the Call of Duty World League had ended for the last time and oh, they were moving over to a franchise model. Um I know there might be comic book people who have nothing no idea about esports, we're just setting a scene. Um and as a, as part of that franchise model, one of the 12 teams was going to be based in London. Um, they created a community Discord server, which we happen to be three of probably the first 25 people to join. Um, something like that, yeah. At least first 25 active people. That's, yeah, that that's probably more sure. accurate. Yeah. So then us and a few others um, were very active in there when the server was still quite inactive. Um, and we've all become quite close. We all talk semi-regularly. Um, so that's kind of how we initially met each other. Um, then the pandemic hit. And then yeah. despite it already being difficult enough to see each other, we were then also hampered by don't leave your house or you might die, which was fun. I mean, I had um, a great time at home. It was absolutely great. But what that led to was a lot, lot, lot more gaming with each other. Yeah. And I don't, I, I personally don't think there's a better way to get to know people than playing games with them. Um, there's no, You don't quite find out people as well as you do when you all want to headbutt a wall over a video game. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the rest is kind of history. Obviously, the pandemic's eased up now. Um, so despite me being southern-based and you guys being northern-based, or sorry, Luke's the Midlands, He's yeah, north so to me. Let's not get. Um, we'll be here for two hours. Let's not get into it. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into um, that one. We we have managed to meet up a couple of times. Um, so mm-hmm. it only feels right that since me and Hurry have launched this, that one of our first guests would be one of our friends, and probably our only reliable listener. Which means this week's going to have no listen because our only listener was here for <laughs> it. Out, it um, all the others. Jeez. The you know only what? If they hear thing. this and then they call me out on it, I'll be happier. 
the the only awkward thing about you calling me your only reliable listener is that I haven't listened to last week's episode. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> abhorrent. That's it. Cut it off. That's Unbelievable. I've not done his research. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't think I've missed anything major there, but that's um, as simple as it is. No, 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 nothing that the people need to know. Yeah, exactly. Um. So what we're going to do is I reckon I know the answer to a fair few of these questions, but obviously the listeners don't. And these are kind of generic questions that me and Hori have tried to put together for any future guests that we have on as well. So that there's some consistency. So we're going to go through these. We'll have a little discussion about them, but we'll keep them relatively quick fire maybe who knows we'll uh, see i don't know if i'll do quick fire but i'll try um <laughs> hori do you want to start reading these questions first because i feel like i've monologued for the entire thing so far yeah i can do um awesome so any listeners that watched some of the very first tiktoks before we dropped our first episode might recognize some of these questions but first up what is your favorite superhero just right all time okay well, it's, it's Spider-Man. The short answer is it's Spider-Man. It's not particularly close. Um, but I will say, for, for the Spider-Man fans out there, Tobey Maguire would be my favourite of the three that we've seen. Okay. Oh, he's going he's to start fighting the comments. <laughs> I've, I've just absolutely riled up all of your listeners. Th- th- this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> they all have their good merits. They, they all do their own things very well. Without spoilers, well, I mean, yeah, we still have one or two friends that haven't seen No Way Home still. I, no, I, I'm done caring about I, them at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot higher on Andrew and Tom's Spider-Mans after No Way Home than I was before. I think yeah. it was like, I was kind of like, Toby's my childhood. He's the best one by far. And then after that, I was like, no, nah, they're, they're all good, but it's still, it's still Toby. I, I think we got to really see how much Andrew Garfield got hurt by the terrible, amazing Spider-Man scripts. Yeah, definitely. And people have realised, actually, he, he made them films a whole lot better than they had any right to be. <laughs> yeah, that's... Andrew's goaded. Yeah, Honestly. Think... Put him in every film for the rest of the time. Andrew I'll not getting his it. third kind of really sucked for him. It still that's stings for me. like, what retroactively people kind of talked down on him for was because he didn't get the third. I know it's like not entirely his fault, but obviously people will go, well, he didn't get three. Well, um, until the Amazing Spider-Man 2 bombed at the box office, he was supposed to be the MCU Spider-Man. Yeah. Then it bombed, they took a little break, and then next thing he knew, Tom Holland had been cast. (laughs) Not mad, Yeah, no. See some of the scripts. Some of the scripts that have been like leaked of like what Amazing Spider-Man three potentially was probably a good thing it didn't come out. Yeah, exactly. the 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 creative team behind Amazing Spider-Man didn't do a particularly good job. No. Well, okay. On your favorite hero, what was your first introduction to superheroes? Spider-Man or to superheroes in general? Yeah, that's actually a tough question because I don't. I'm pretty sure my first introduction would have been the little Spider-Man costume I got bought when I was like four years old. So I think that's probably 
why he's my favorite, but I I lived in that. that. You know, you know what three year olds are like. I did not mm-hmm. wear anything else for about two weeks. Did, um, did you ever try and jump out of the second story window to see if you had superpowers? I don't <laughs> recall child. doing that, but I, I wouldn't have put it past me. I have. Oh no! Three IRL friends who, at different oh. times, <laughs> nearly gravely hurt themselves trying to do stupid shit to see if they're superpowers. I thought you were about to say you jumped out of a screen. No, no, no. I'm too scared of heights to be jumping out of windows and shit. I'd be the world's worst well, superhero. I'd, I'd, I'd be able to fly and like hover like three feet off the ground and be like, I, oh, um, God. I definitely have looked at a few spiders in my room and gone, hmm. Could, could, could this be a thing? You know what? Well, that's the problem. That's why no one in the real world is ever going to get superpowers. Everyone in the real world sees a spider and goes like that. Yeah, I was trying um, to get bit by a spider. Yeah, exactly. No, no one, no one's letting the spider get close enough. Oh no, it's yeah, a cup over the spider and chuck it out the window. Yeah, exactly. No, no one's. It's just the same as like um, the line in No Way Home. It's like. Oh, I fell into a vat of electric eels. Oh, really? I fell, in, fell into a hadron collider. It's like, you got to be careful. No one's doing that <laughs> It's like, yeah. No one's so unlucky yeah, oh, they sure. fall into something like that. Health and safety be on a field day. Exactly. I know it's a, that's why it's a superhero film, though, because yeah. the situation some yeah. people acquire their powers, I'm just like, no one's ever getting in that situation. Well, have I ever told you Marvel's rationale for why there's no superpowers in our world? I feel like you have. It might have been episode one we discussed it. I'll briefly do an overview. But basically, you got Marvel's comic book multiverse, which does also incorporate the MCU. And each Earth has a number beside it. Yeah. Our Earth exists inside that multiverse. But in their diagram, they say the reason that we have no superheroes is because the physics in this universe are too strict to allow it. Yeah, it was. I think it was episode. It makes me feel better. It, but it also time. makes me pissy about the universe I was born in. At least there's some actual rationale yeah. for it that makes sense, rather than them being like, "Yeah, exactly." Our superheroes just didn't want to be on this world because then we'd all be like, "Well, yeah. I agree." And I'm yeah. pretty sure I said this last time um, we mentioned it on the podcast, but that means there's a chance. There's yeah, there's, there's a variant of me cutting about somewhere. I just need to open a multiverse portal somehow. <laughs> Do you reckon I can get cast in Doctor Strange as myself? <laughs> you don't know that, Luke. Like, listen, oh. if, you, if you've got superpowers and you're hiding them still, you, you, someone's oh, told you wrong. I'd be so wrong. pissed. <laughs> I'd be so <laughs> Can you imagine if I had some sort of a power and I just, I'm doing a podcast You're just sitting here doing a podcast about set. made up people with powers. Maybe oh, his power... Is that no one else realizes he actually has a power? That could be it. Yeah, maybe my power he's is actually, like, no he's actually a shapeshifter, me. which is why he's so tall. <laughs> you think I'd be in this yeah, but... form as a shapeshifter? <laughs> he could choose to live where he lives if he was a shapeshifter. Whoa, it's not that much wrong with the North. Yeah, but if I was a shapeshifter, I'm living in like LA or like New York or something. I'm not, I'm yeah, not coming to mountain no. in the North of England. <laughs> That's absolutely valid. Fair absolutely point. valid. Um, okay, next up, favorite MCU film and favorite DC film, uh, not just MCU film, Marvel film in general. Um, it's no way home, yeah, it's got to be. I know it's a 
like obviously bits of it is fan service, but I could I could watch that film over and over again. Um, I think if we were going to pick one before that, I'd probably say Infinity War. I think. I know, no, I know No Way Home has the recency bias, so. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm always very aware of recency bias with films, but at the same time, I keep on thinking back to No Way Home, and I'm like, I don't think any of my emotion towards that film was recency bias. Yeah, it's, well, that's why I'm, in, I'm just, happy I went to see it the second time quickly, because it mm-hmm. meant that I could, like, actually confirm, like, how I felt, rather than it just being like, oh, the first yeah. watch. But, yeah, um, I mean, it just ticks so many boxes. When you get the crowd reactions that film got, it, you, it has to be the best one. Because I've seen a couple yeah. of films since then that were like, not No Way Home Marvel, like, huge hype, but they like got some pretty popular actors in and just, like, not a peep. Back to, Which back is to normal is. British cinema. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, what, what, what about what DC? DC film would be. I haven't seen that many, there which says a lot about DC more, more than anything. Um, Do you know what? There is loads, but like because they're not all so connected, they feel it feels like there's a lot less. Yeah, I was going in my head. I was like, I was running through like Batman and Superman, and I was like, there's actually probably a lot more films um, than I remember. I don't even know what my favorite one would be. I'm not, we might have to circle back to that at the end because I actually don't think okay. I have a favourite. I've probably watched more DC TV than I have films. DC in the... Do you know what the difference is? DC animated films go so hard, but because Warner Brothers... Um, it's like impossible to find them anywhere. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so okay. it's just like, you, like, we just don't get to see them over here that easily. In America, it's really easy to like watch yeah. the animated films, but over here, it's just not. And it, yeah, it makes me sad. I think it's, it's, they it's are probably so, so goaded. It's probably a Batman or a Superman, to be honest. If I, had to if I was to try, which they were, if I was trying to direct someone to comics, I'd get them to watch Marvel live action films, yeah. then Into the Spider Verse, so they get a taste of animated films. Then I push them into the DC animated films. And then when they're like, oh, I need more, just hand them a fucking comic book. And then and they're done. They're hooked. It's easy. <laughs> GG, no re. Yeah, we went uh, Forbidden Planet when we last met up. And I think I think me and Connor could have stayed in there for days. Oh, I'd still be there now quite easily, just yeah. sitting there debating which ones to buy. I, I spent so much money that day. I still can't believe you'd never been in one until then, Connor. Well, yeah, I didn't even know the brand until not that long ago. Well, it's like me and Connor discussed when we were there the second meetup. It was like we managed to walk around like a circle around oh, the yeah. place Horrid. Like, somehow. <laughs> I could spit from the orc's nest to where the Forbidden Planet is. It's fucking ridiculous how we, close it is. We <laughs> and we missed it. We were too busy with that fake HMV. Yeah. Yeah. Fake HMV. It's, it's, literally, it's literally the other side of the road from that, Horry. That's what I mean. Oh, That's okay. the close hell. Um, yeah. I think if okay, we so... turned a different way every single like turn we took, we'd have ended up at West. Yeah. West. Oh, it was, we were so close. Yeah, honestly, it, fuck it West. It is West's fault. It is. <laughs> Directions. Um, so what would then be your least Marvel or least favourite Marvel and least favourite DC film? Um, least favourite DC film would be Suicide Squad. The, the James Gunn one? Yeah. No, not James one. Gunn one. No, the, yeah, the David first, Ayer first, one. Is it the first one? Yeah, like. yeah, 
Yeah. With one, um, Will Smith. Yeah. I think the less said about that, the better. Um, it, it's right up there with my most hated films. <laughs> Least favourite Marvel film. It might actually be one of the Captain Americas, you know. Might, maybe really? the first one. I haven't seen every single Marvel awesome, film, yeah. so I might have missed one. Like I've have, I've not watched the is it the original Incredible Hulk that's horrendous. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, if, I've not seen you, that, so it can't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like okay. for for the MCU, it's a pretty easy decision for most people between the original Incredible Hulk and Thor: Dark World. I don't mind for the Dark World. I, see, I don't I, mind I, it either, but it's probably I because it once. I hated it, and even when I go back and like rewatch everything, I skip it. See, I probably dislike it less because I'm a massive Star Wars fan, and I like my problem. My first crush was probably Natalie Portman. So, so she's get bit, through it. There's a bit, yeah. It, there couldn't be worse people to look at. Put it this but... way: I blocked that film so much from my memory. When we were coming up to Infinity War, I went into it thinking we were missing two stones, not one. Oh God. <laughs> I was like, we haven't seen the reality stone yet. Where's that knocking about? And then I was like, yeah. getting myself ready. I was like, oh shit, yeah, it's in Thor: Dark World. Fucking shit, yeah, it's probably <laughs> probably that one or the first Captain America. And that's not even because the first Captain America is bad. It's just because like the other films are that good. Yeah, no, I can I can, I can back that. Do you want to take the next one, Rory? A lot of people though by saying Captain America. <laughs> Probably, yeah. You're not allowed to talk bad about Chris uh, Chris Evans. No. No, no one is. Just, but, just the film. So, me and Connor have discussed this before on another episode, but what character that hasn't yet had a film or TV show do you wish would get a film or TV show? Um, well, I think I know what your answer is going to be to this. I don't know what my answer is going to be, so you know that in my Impressive. Um, I feel so, like uh, I want to pick a DC character. Oh, because okay. There's a couple of, like, in Marvel that we could see, but it's, those are a case of, like, they're probably going to happen. <laughs> um, now, I would want to watch, because I'm a fan of the DC TV shows and I loved Arrow, mm. I would want to see a film just on Deathstroke. Okay. And that's only because I feel like there's not really many side character DC films. Not that are good, anyway. Whereas I feel, I feel like the problem with Marvel is Marvel's, like, you can see the roadmap for them introducing all the characters, whereas, mm. like, Lord knows what DC is doing. Okay. I'm going to direct us off on a tangent now because that's just stoked to memory, but we will come back <laughs> to this. Okay, so I'm just going to ask this question and I want your gut response and then I'll explain why I've asked this question. This goes for you as well, Hori. Okay. Is Deathstroke a Batman villain? Oh, I'm going to let Hori go first. This is a hard because I only know him against Arrow. So my instinct is no. He's an Arrow okay. villain. Okay. I see my, yeah, see, my thinking is the same as Hori's. Have we seen Deathstroke in a Batman like TV or film? Or is he a Flash villain? No. We, we've seen we've seen him in all the Batman games. Yeah, see, this is where it's true. I, I was just getting you got. A, it, I would oh, say uh, no, but I feel like if they did it properly and he was the main villain of a Batman film, he could be like a really cool one. 
because obviously Connor has banged on about how um, Batman fanboys in their prep time. Um, in prep time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, I feel like Deathstroke preparing for Batman probably could be quite a good film. So uh, Horry has given an answer that I think, if enough people on Twitter saw, could legitimately cause yes problems. Yeah, me and Harry starting World War so, Three on DC. Um, Deathstroke is not a Green Arrow villain. Deathstroke is a Teen. Green, uh, Deathstroke is a Teen Titans villain. Honestly, oh. I've never seen Teen Titans. In, so. <laughs> in, in in the comics and in the Titans TV show, which is on Netflix, which I'm not going to get into. Some people hate it. I actually quite enjoy it. Whatever. Um. But Deathstroke is a Teen Titans villain, first and foremost. Yeah. He, because of obviously the Bat fans' ties to Teen Titans, there's a fair bit of crossover. Him being used by the Arkham games adds to that. Yeah. So now there's this kind of debate on Twitter that's been happening all fucking week long um, of people who, and I don't like this term at all, I really don't, but people who would call themselves hardcore fans are just kind of looking at people going Deathstrokes about them and then going fucking casuals, which I hate. You you guys, have, <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that term for everything. It's... But I was I just curious to get your guys' got reactions because you guys feel like, again, I don't like the term, you guys are a bit more casual than... Oh, I'm definitely what, casual. Yeah. yeah. I'm so I'm like just curious to see what your gut reactions would be. But the debate being, is he a Teen Titans or Batman villain? And then Hori guy, the fucking Green Arrow villain, I'm gonna start, I'm would probably cause Twitter to go nuts. See, the only reason <laughs> that went has gone through my head as to why I sh- we should have never thought he was a Green Arrow villain is because he's the like the first big villain. And if he was like a proper Green Arrow villain, you're not wasting the first series or two of your TV show True. on him. Yeah. Especially um, as nerfed as he is. Yeah. But I, I just thought that was curious because that's start. who you said it sparked in my poll. mind. And it's gonna <laughs> the only options are gonna be Green Arrow or Green Arrow, and I'm gonna. I would like to apologize to the hardcore fans. He's definitely one. Please don't come for me. <laughs> so, um, so you want to see Deathstroke adapted into a film? So yeah. this is this is really interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about this obsession that seems to be going on within the community right now of villain-led films. I think people are just a bit tired. Not like. I think people are just a bit tired, especially on DC side of Batman, superhero, Superman. Like it's always the big hero films, and people want something different and I don't know, grittier. I think I, as I, well. Like I think I said, Deathstroke because you don't really see it from DC with side characters. It's always like the main characters. Whereas and like I think Marvel, that's it. Marvel of like you know they're bringing in all the side characters and you know there's probably a plan somewhere to include a character people want to see. Whereas DC, it's kind of like you've used him recently in like a couple of crossovers in the first series. No, I just it think is... he's like a Winter Soldier type in that he can be a very intriguing villain, and it's just whether DC care enough to do it properly. Put it this way. And this is my issue with DC. It is 2022, and we're just about to get our first Flash live-action film. Yeah, they What they've the fuck? They've had a stinker there. <laughs> what? How, how does someone 
in a meeting not go, you know who's really popular, has a plethora of great comics, and like you could have a lot of fun with creatively. The and Flash. So powerful just, that it could literally murk people with ease. Do you know what's even I weirder about it. that? The Flash CW show is the one that's done the best out of all of them. <laughs> that's the ironic the thing. And it's like, yeah. like, how have you not spotted that people want this? They don't seem to understand what correlation is at DC. I, I still... With, with DC, it is just Superman, Batman, rinse and repeat. I, I stand by the fact that they missed a trick of to involving the CW shows in their whole Justice League building idea that they had. The, the, the DCEU went to shit the second they tried to rush through to catch up with Marvel, mm-hmm. thinking that this was like a 10-year gap that they just needed to get on quickly. Instead of doing what Marv did and went, we'll just keep it running and see how it goes. Yeah. And all, building all slowly. All they needed to do is, at the time, they had Arrow and Flash. They'd already crossed over. We, and there'd been and plenty of references Man, to Gotham and stuff. Yeah, and they had Man of Steel out. And it's like, all they needed to do was have Man of, uh, Man of Steel Superman, Henry Cavill, just show up in a Flash episode. And then just, yeah. boom, that should tie in. Now you can bring those characters into the film. The other thing is, you... well is they had um, they have Legends of Tomorrow as well, and they had mm. Supergirl at the same time as Aaron Flash, who they tied in as well. Like there was so Didn't watching the shows is like so there's Supergirl so much opportunity. Yeah, Supergirl yeah. appears late so in Supergirl, Supergirl was originally on a different Earth. Oh, that was it. No, that's then... like, there was like some tie-in with the actual Man of Steel yeah. Superman. It's just yeah. so many like. You see these like the, uh, my favorite episodes for the shows were always the crossover ones, yeah. and it's just like there's so many opportunities here for you to build something, and they seem to just have no grasp of I, what I, to do with it. My biggest issue with the CW shows and why I stopped watching them was 24 episode seasons are so American, and it yeah. hampers your writing. It just does, especially and, when episodes are an hour long. And they were doing Freak of the Week style, which I believe, again, we've discussed before. Yeah. I don't like super shows anymore. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah like the 24 episodes of the season works if it you feels can actually like it's... It. Bu- yeah, and if it feels like it's building to like a bigger arc, like, if it was all... You could feel like it was building all to like the same DC EU universe, like, then yeah, it worked for the whole Freak of the Week thing just got boring. They definitely got a little better, especially with Arrow, of like at least having a series of episodes that followed the same arc later yeah. on. It's just Whoa. like you've again, it's just as as much as I enjoyed it again, it's just wasted opportunity is the problem mm. with DC. So like this this brings me to my I've got I've got two points. So I think one of the problems we're having with DC not adapting their slightly lesser known to the mass market characters is DC fans can be a bit more protective. And if yeah. it's not as it was in the comic, they get really weird about it. Whereas Marvel fans, when they just change Guardians of the Galaxy completely, were like, fuck it, this is a really cool take. As long as it's done well, Marvel fans don't really care. DC fans are just weird. It definitely seems to be obviously me being a bit more casual viewing of all this from DC, it seems to be like there's just like, there's no bravery in the decision making like there's never anyone who goes 
we should just try it with this character, and if it doesn't work, oh well. Whereas they seem to just be like, we'll stick to our popular ones, and that will just take the easy money because we know people are going to come and watch because it says Batman or Superman in the title. Yeah, exactly. Um, and my second point was more on the Freak of the Week style shows. So I think I joked, I, I don't know which episode. There's a lot of episodes now, guys. I can't remember what was said when. <laughs> yeah, um, I mate. said about us, like, if me and Hori got to do, like, a comic run or something, how cool that would be. Um, and as you guys both know, when I get an idea like that in my head, I tend to run with it for a while, especially with my day job just being, like, fixing stuff. The, the mind wanders. So um, I am at a point where I think I'm going to start writing down notes and stuff and like put put a little something together as like a like a pitch almost of how I do my own take on superheroes um my own characters and I think me and Hori can like flesh it out on here and then Marvel or DC can come buy it off of us and butcher it and then we can have our own <laughs> fans moaning on Twitter it'll be great um so, I, I mean, we we still got loads of points left to cover on, like, what we've got down already. There's one more thing I wanted to discuss um, before we continue on with the pre-planned points. So, um, I recently re-downloaded Cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. because they, they finished doing all of their major patches. So, I just wanted to see how the game played. Um... So I started a brand new save on it. I'm having loads of fun with it. It's a fucking brilliant game. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. And for me, it's really rare because normally I complete a story game once and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Um, so for me to like start a second playthrough and really want to keep playing is, I think, shows how good the game actually could be. Um, and it got me thinking, how in the hell have we only got good Spider-Man games from Marvel and Disney? Because um, Insomniac Games are goated is the answer to that question. <laughs> I just... With it's all bad. the characters they've got, and the... And the and do you know what? While I wouldn't necessarily like it because it lacks a bit of creativity, they could just rip the Batman blueprint from the Arkham games yeah, and throw Black Panther, Spider-Man, Captain America, whoever the fuck they wanted on it, and it would work. See, it's bad when Fortnite has better web-slinging mechanics than some of your own games. That's exactly. really the crux of the problem. And um, what really confuses me about it is obviously Disney owns LucasArts, which does, which owns Star Wars. And, they, and they've released loads of games, and for the most part, they are good games. Yeah. Mm. So, I just, so what do we think the issue is? What, what's going wrong? The only thing I can think is it's from a game developer standpoint where they just don't really know how to implement a character's abilities into a game. Because if you look at Spider-Man, it's obviously like Insomniac have done a really good job with it. It's not as difficult because yeah, I guess New, New York's a, it, it's only so big so you've not got to focus on this wide expanded world. I feel like like if you took Iron Man and tried to make an Iron Man game, Tony Stark goes everywhere. Like I can only assume it's just hurdles with implementing abilities into a game, but given how good Insomniac, I just give it. I just give Insomniac every game because obviously they're bringing out 
Spider-Man 2, and I think they're doing Wolverine as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. So just, just give them all the money they need so they hire everyone they need and just let them make as many superhero games as they want to because they don't seem to do any wrong. Okay, I think, so I, 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 oh, sorry, hurry, you guys ask because I'm going to ramble. I think there's one advantage as to why the Spider-Man games have been, it's so like done so well. At the end of the day, everyone that wants a Spider-Man game just wants to swing around on a web. That's that's the main point, and it's like it's not that hard to nail that quite well. And as long as the game's got good web swinging and sling, like. Most players are going to enjoy that game because they just want to swing around a city. So, they, as long as they nail that, it make that like, the game seems like could seem way better than it is. But, like they just... have also done a good job with the stories, but like, but, yeah, I think you're yeah. right on the point of trying. Like, how do you? Because games, you want like a certain level of difficulty build up but if you're playing as like superman it's like how do you include all the superman's powers without just making him op and you're just stomping through everything in the storyline and never have any like challenge it's hard to kind of like find that balance with superhero powers and game mechanics i i do get that um so i i had a thought um obviously elden rings just come out while while I don't like that style of game for myself because I get too angry and then just give up and don't put the time into getting better. Um, I've been watching Dr. Lupo's playthrough, which I'm fucking adoring. It's, it's so entertaining. Um, what if they went that kind of route? Obviously, Souls-esque game, but make it a fuck ton easier because you want it to be more inclusive because of the characters but with like there's like what there's like nine different classes in Elden Ring yeah there's a you, lot of customization and because of the way Elden Ring's set up yeah you can choose a class but you can like pivot away from that afterwards and stuff just let us build our own fucking heroes with our favourite bits from characters and just let someone feel OP but just have them going up against OP people yeah, it's funny, like, literally as I was, before you brought that point, my f- brain went, I wonder if you could do, like, a Soul-style game, because bosses in Soul-style games are hard. That's, that's yeah. the whole point of it. They're made to be difficult, and you could have, like, some of the supervillains are essentially just, like, huge world bosses that, like, you have to learn how to fight against them. And you could also, um... like... Star Wars proved that you can do Souls mechanics in a pretty accessible yeah. like, game with uh, but, um, Fallen Jedi. But like, I'm at a point now where I don't even get excited for Marvel superhero games because I paid 60 quid for the Avengers on release and it was the biggest heap of crap I've ever played. I yeah, I saw tough. the first trailer for that and like the first game demo they did and I just was like this doesn't seem like it's gonna be that great and it proved my point. Yeah, this just and it just makes me sad. I love video games. I love superheroes. The Batman games, other than Cyberpunk, the Batman games, all of them are the only ones I have completed the story more than once in. Just do something, Marvel, please. I think. 
the two big things for me, if you like, Hori mentioned it a bit with the story. I think the combat in a superhero game doesn't have to be elite as long as there's something fun in it and the story's really good. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing about the Spider-Man one is just the story was really good. But I think the other main thing is whatever developer you're giving it to, you've got to just back them with whatever they need. Because it's no good finding a like small-time developer that you think, oh, okay, they you know they've got the right idea. It's no use if you just don't really give them the funds to execute it. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think also like I wouldn't like my thought on why the often superhero games are quick time combat. They're pretty basic combat because they're meant. Because I feel like the like Disney and Marvel or whatever are the mindset of kids are going to play this game. It needs to not be too yeah mechanically hard. Whereas like I feel like if they just gave devs the funding and the freedom to kind of make whatever style of game they want like we could get some more interesting ones i I do get what you're saying but i mean the batman games weren't designed for kids they were they were all 15 rated games they didn't have ridiculously over the top combat yeah which i didn't like it was too simple But I, I liked it though. It was a good balance. You could take a blue that kind of blueprint. And I think like proper low-level blueprint of just like the combat is quite simple. There's a button for an attack, there's a button for this. Keep it simple, let the character do the cool things. And then you just have to worry about the movement and the location and stuff like that. There's it just makes me sad. I just think there's probably a lot of reservation with developers. Especially for some characters, like we want it to be easy to play, but if you want to play Wanda or Doctor Strange in a video game, mm. it, there's not it really quick. yeah, there's not a way to make those powers easy to use without taking away a lot of the good ones. You know what I mean? The only other way I see it working is an MMORPG a la uh, Star Wars: The Lot, The Old Republic. And um, what's it called? The DC one. D- I think it might just be called DC Online, actually. I think so. Yeah. Um, where you can build your own kind of character and go down a path with them. And I think that would be the best thing. For and then because of characters. that, it doesn't matter if the hero isn't OP from the get-go because it's your own hero. So you get mm. to feel that ability of becoming more experienced as a hero and stuff. Yeah, and I think the good thing with like a Star Wars: The Old Republic style is you don't need to have all the characters' abilities. You can kind of just pick and choose which you like. So then, no one's really got the same. Like you could, but at least you're not all just stuck to the same exact way to play a a, a hero. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's kind of one of those where the deeper you get into wanting these like cooler characters the more complex they become and then the harder it is to kind of implement them in a game mechanic way yeah in in a game that that. is not overly complex or like i get that because like i've said my favorite hero is like the flash but i'm of the opinion the flash solos literally anyone 
So but, how do you then put him in a game and like make it not make it make easy. sense? Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I know some characters are a lot harder than other characters to make work. Yeah. But I saw someone explain you could do a flash game where the story is he's like lost connection to the speed force, which is why he's nerfed. And then over the course of the game, you regain your connection to the speed force. Yeah. And then the end game and like the little open world bit once you completed the story, you are OP as fuck. I think that's what um that's what the two Spider-Man games do really well. Um, the first one and Miles Morales is, is Spider-Man's a, an easier character to build a game around because he always has that origin story of he's not really in tune with his powers. He's not that powerful. Hmm. So you like the first one. Yes, you face the Sinister Six, but there's a build up to it, and like obviously Miles has just got his powers in the second one, so I think it's it's finding heroes where there's a clear progression to the increase in the powers rather than someone who gets their powers and pretty quickly is just insanely good. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like that's what um, Fallen Jedi did. Fallen Jedi Fallen yeah. Order. Like yeah. you slowly like... build up your. Powers again. Connection to the Force, yeah. I um, do. Okay. I do like the idea of a Souls, like a Marvel Souls game. I, think I, I reckon with enough development, enough patience from Marvel, it could really be good. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just sorry. Like the last quick point is, I just thought if you have like an open world game as well, you can have different versions of characters. So you could. Just, yeah. Nice little thought to have. Okay, so in one hour and 23 minutes, I'll be sat in a cinema watching The Batman. I'm so excited. It is currently like half ten. It's a midnight showing I'm going to. Luke bitched out of his midnight showing. I respect the wishes of my fiancé. Horry's. I'm going to be pestering Horry all week to make sure he goes so that we can do a proper deep dive into it next week. I will go. While I do not expect this film to be as good as No Way Home, I am actually more excited for this film. Oh. Because I was worried No Way Home was going to be shit because of all the hype around it. Whereas we're getting a very different version of Batman that we haven't ever seen on the big screen. And I'm very excited for people who claim to be Batman fans to say they hate this film and for me to genuinely be able to look them in the face and go, well, then you don't like the character of Batman. Because this, this, this film is a bat, this is an actual Batman film. Um, it's not just like the Hollywood, oh, I'm grumpy and I punch people in the face um, shit that we've seen. It's like, it's like it's storytelling. Um, but I mean, we've rambled on about it for like six weeks at this point. What are you, what are your excitement is what is your excitement levels at for this, Luke? Um, so I'm gonna steal an MJ line. Expect to be disappointed, and you can never be disappointed. I did that with No Way Home, and the reason I'm now taking that is because obviously we had all the rumors of that film, and I just went into it going, I don't want to expect those rumors, mm-hmm. and then I'm just bitterly disappointed because it was just some elaborate story. I do think it will. I'm. I do think it will be a good film, but I'm not trying to go into any superhero film anytime soon. Thinking 
this is going to be the greatest thing I ever watched. I did see the trailer um, when I went to watch Uncharted at the weekend, and I did get excited about it. So I would say cautiously optimistic is what we'll go with for my excitement level. How do you feel about it more being like a crime thriller detective noir story instead of a traditional superhero story? That's right up my street because I'm a big fan of like uh, like crime programs and documentaries. So if it's like an actual him being a detective more than a, I'm just going to beat the shit out of everyone, that's that's better for me. My only reservation is it's three hours and I my bladder does not hold well. <laughs> no drinks, so, before, that's my rule. <laughs> so I saw a grand total on Twitter of three negative reviews. Them three negative reviews made me more excited for the film than all of the positive reviews. Because they were, like, all of them said, essentially, it's very dark, I don't think he smiles once. Um, I'm pretty sure one of them literally said the phrase, who died? Like, his parents. That's the entire fucking point. Um, I'd be annoyed if Batman was smiling too much. You know what I mean? What do you expect? These guys just watched all of the funniest Marvel moments and gone into Batman thinking it's going to be the exact same tone. If you know nothing about superheroes, the thing you know is that Batman's not a a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. Even even happy Batman's still quite a depressed guy. Yeah. He's and it's a young emo Batman as well, so he's gonna be you know, even more like, oh. Do you know what people are probably people that are saying that have probably only seen Lego Batman, and yeah. that has comedy in it. But to that be fair, as of, as, of, really as, of, as of right but, this moment, that is my favorite Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, but like that's probably the thing that like going into this expecting like a similar kind of yeah. I don't, of Batman, I don't know what those people are thinking. Who who knows. I mean, um, the guy yeah. recruited a teenager to be a sidekick. I don't think we're in a place to say his No, you can't positive. even call Robin a teenager. <laughs> Dick Grayson was 10 years old. He was a yeah. child. Yeah, but <laughs> Bruce, Bruce's mental state has never been positive. Do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not mentally secure. Um, so you said you saw the trailer for the Batman. I did see the trailer. Which is going to lead me on to the new Morbius trailer that came out. Oh. <laughs> The one that you already um, said you hate. So my reaction watching that film, uh, watching that trailer, sorry, I was gonna say, is was gonna the say, film is that the film is going to look very pleasing, but I'm going to come out of it going, "What a fucking waste of time!" Just like I did with the original Suicide Squad film. Do you know what's going to make it even better? Is it just tied into the MCU and you oh, if I, if that, oh, that character's oh, t- if you come out you go, I'm gonna have to deal with this character now for the rest of this phase. I, I make it no secret, I dislike Jared Leto. I wasn't a big fan of him before he was cast as Joker, then he was cast as Joker and I didn't like the casting. Then I think he did a particularly bad Joker. I don't think that's all his fault, but I he did a bad performance in my opinion. <laughs> And that just um, let's just go back to being a musician. We don't want you. <laughs> What's going to be even funnier is if Connor actually enjoys Morbius, and then he has to put with like Jared Leto films. Do you know what? 
there is a part of my brain going the amount I'm ragging on this film and there is nothing that they can do before I see this film to stop me ragging on this film is if I go in there and actually really rate it I'm going to have to look like a dickhead and don't get me wrong I'll own that I'll own no, that you're going to come into the episode the episode after watching it and you're going to be like I'm annoyed because it was a great film and I can't be mad at it yeah <laughs> so I'm mad um, that I can't be mad <laughs> Yeah, never know. Maybe it will redeem Jared Leto in my eyes, but as far as I'm concerned, his best acting performance was in American Psycho, where he said very little and then got murdered. Um, I, I just I don't like him, and I love the character of Morbius as well. He's really connected to my childhood, watching the animated Spider-Man growing up, and Morbius was like quite a big character in that. So I'm just really worried that they're going to ruin that character for me a bit. And because he's a smaller character as well, if they do fuck it, he'll get benched for years because Sony won't mm. want anyone to think about the character. Yeah, but if that happens, they'll bench it and then maybe Disney will get him. Maybe, maybe. they can do a good job. I know. I know you try to cheer me up, but I'm just really worried. I want him to be a good I'm film, gonna, but I just know it's not. I'm going to know, like, Connor's going to come out and he's going to go, pointless film. And I'm just going to go, best film I've ever seen, new favourite film. Oh yeah, Holly's just, just going to troll me. Yeah, just to troll me. And the thing <laughs> is, you're telling me this. You are in a lose-lose, because if it's bad, then you're one of your favourite characters, and if it's good, you're annoyed, because you thought oh, it was yeah. going to be terrible. The, the first episode after that, I'm just going to sit here looking like I'm seething anyway, and everyone's going to be like, okay, I don't know if he's angry because he liked it, or if he's angry because he fucking hated it. Uh, I will um, say, I I don't know what I watched in that trailer. I'm more confused than my Connor's explained it to me before. I get the character. I still have zero clue what universe he's in. Okay, I know we've spoken about it before. I'm just going to give everyone a quick rundown again of it. Okay, so in one of the trailers, he makes a joke saying, we are Venom, which is obviously a reference to the Tom Hardy Venom films, which makes us think it might be taking place in that universe, Universe 1. In one of the trailers, we see the Oscorp building from the Amazing Spider-Man films, which takes place in yet another universe. Michael Keating is reprising his role as Vulture from the MCU in this film, yet another universe. And on the wall at one point, we have a picture literally ripped from one of the in Sam Raimi Spider-Man film posters stuck on a wall with the word murderer written over it, which is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, making us think it could also be taking place in that universe. Good luck. Yeah. So, one thing I did think was maybe that Tobey Maguire suit was actually Tom Holland's new suit that we briefly saw at the end of that. Possibly. Which you could argue brings us down to three films. But still, that film also confirmed, look, there is no Oscorp in the, in the MCU. So, how the fuck is Oscorp there? I just, uh, I'm, Do you know I'm, what I'm, I will love? Is if they tease four comes. different universes and then it's in a fifth one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, it's a completely random world. universe we've never seen before. I am, I am ready. And you know what? I won't be surprised if we get like... Venom. I just, I'm, I'm angry. The only way they could have explained this away is if they kept on delaying it until after Doctor Strange... And Doctor Strange kind of launched us into a secret war storyline where all the universes collided and made one universe. Then it kind of would have been acceptable because then we could kind of go, okay, it's a bit messy, but at least all that shit makes sense. But it's coming out before Doctor Strange. 
curveballs. It's just going to be a film of curveballs. What if it got pulled through by Tom Holland? I just... But it doesn't, it doesn't that explain happens, the that building. That just happens mid-film. And then uh, he ends up back in uh, the wrong universe, isn't it? But what I will say is the CGI in the trailer for his movement does look really nice. Yeah, the, the so, visuals of it look insane. What I, what I can imagine is I'm going to be angry about the acting performances and the story of the film, but I'm probably going to go, hey, it looked pretty. The cinematographer, the visual effects team, well done. Everyone else, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what is? Do you know what's actually going to happen? Is it's not really going to tell us what universe is in, and it's going to be like it was a decent film. The visuals were done, and the thing that's going to annoy Connor is it couldn't decide what universe it was in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's going to annoy Connor because it's going to just be like hints at all of them, and it never tells you, and that's. I just feel like it's not going to be just one of them and they've thrown three curveballs. It's either going to be in all of them somehow or they're just going to go completely left field and it's be in a universe. One. They didn't even tease. Um, but it's a new one we'll see. All of those things. Despite what all the shit talk, I do want to like this film. I know it doesn't seem like it, but I do want to like it. <laughs> but just with all of the information we have, I don't see any way that I'm going to end up liking it. I don't think you'll fully like it. You might like it, but you'll have issues with it. Yeah, oh, I have issues with every film. Come on now. Um, but it's yeah. Talking like a true comic, comic book fan. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not allowed to be happy with anything. I love. I love video games, comic books, and films. The three things that no one can ever be completely happy with. Um, <laughs> But it is what it is. Um, ironically, I've kind of taken the point we were supposed to be discussing and gone the other way with it. Um, what projects are we excited for that have been confirmed or are rumoured? I'll let Hori go first. I'm most excited for Doctor Strange. Yeah? Yeah. Just because it opens everything up. It's going to just open everything up. I think, for me, it's Black Panther 2. I realised, after we discussed it a couple of weeks back, and people watching it might have noticed that I got a little choked up about it, I didn't realise how much Namor as a character was like locked in the back of my memory as someone that was quite important to me, even though I don't, like, don't know oodles about the character. It was like, I, I recognise that character, they mean a fair bit to me. So I'm really excited to see them come through and I just think it's going to be really cool. Um, but I also know there is a real chance with everything that happened with Chadwick Boseman that that film makes me cry. I'll be surprised and, if it makes people not cry. And I don't know, but his thing, I don't really cry at anything. <laughs> I'm not a big crier at films and stuff. Do you, you want to know what the first, the first piece of media that ever made me cry was Orange is the New Black when Poussey died. That is the most left field that. thing you could have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was off fu- there. I was fully expecting Molly and me. So she died in like season four, I want to say. Um, maybe late season three. I binge watched that in like three and a half days. 
and I'd fallen in love with the character, and then just out of nowhere they killed her. I still haven't watched anything after that episode. I literally have never gone back to the show. <laughs> and I, I, I like silent sobbed in my bed at like three AM, probably a sort of fifteen minutes, and that was the only time I really cried at media. I just okay. I, this doesn't really get to me that much, um, but I think Black Panther could have me in the feels. What is um what's coming out after Doctor Strange? Because I'll be honest, I don't know. Uh, Black oh, yeah. Panther. Obviously, we've got Moonlight coming out just before Doctor Strange at the end of this month. Probably Doctor Strange for me as well, then. I think. Yeah, I don't think we've got like any other. I can't really say Batman because we're watching it the month. Wow. In the next. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think what it is is it's difficult to get excited for anything after Doctor Strange because we know Doctor Strange is going to cause a big change. Yeah, so we don't know what to expect from these other films until that change has taken place. Yeah. We kind of I'm also hearing rumours. I'm also hearing rumours that we're actually not going to get a Thor trailer at any point. Um, so one thing I heard is they might because Batman's coming out at midnight mm-hmm. it would be a kind of missed opportunity for Disney to not be having their Thor trailer playing before Batman films. That would be fucking big brain. And um, you know you've got the right audience as well. So it could show up in the next day or so. Like this weekend. Because um, Batman's also, coming in the summer. I'll say it nicely for everyone. Um, there is no post credit scene of Batman. I have sources who <laughs> have <laughs> got early access to the film. I say sources, it's just people I follow on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and they, they've confirmed that you don't need to wait around for a post credit scene. But there is a small tease at the end of the actual film. Or are they saying that so it's a bigger secret? <laughs> if that does happen, I'm going to report them to Twitter for hate speech. Unnecessary. Oh, <laughs> um, Harry, can we get a uh, is Black Panther in production? Okay. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I saw him mute midway through Connor's like talking, and I was like, he's definitely checking if it's. I actually or not. wasn't, and I haven't oh. checked. Um, I'm, I'm with Connor. Um, Everyone's favourite um, segment. I, I'm with the fact, the thought that Connor gave last week, which is that they're um, keeping it a secret. Yeah, they just kind of have started and haven't said that they've started. Am I am I allowed to be salty that everyone's favourite segment is Horry yes. Googling whether Black Panther's in production when I literally spend hours putting character profiles together? You're allowed to be salty, but I'm still uh, there. Is what it is. Okay, I think it's time for us to move on to our superhero showdown because I do need to get myself ready to go to the cinema. Um, yes, Luke is kindly going to provide it for us. Yes. Um, as all guests will be expected to do in the future. So this comes with a bit of a caveat. Oh, um, caveats. If, if you say the words prep time, I'm just going to end the call now. I haven't, se- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the film that this character, one of these characters is in. Okay. And my only explanation for that is I was young and I didn't get taken and I'm lazy and I haven't bothered to watch it since. Oh, it's one of the X-Men films, isn't it? No, it's not. So we're going to go on the theme of Batman. I go Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay. Against Bane from Dark Knight Rises. Wait, 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 wait. Which one of these have you never seen? I haven't seen the one with Bane in. Oh my god. 
I was really worried you'd never <laughs> seen Heath Ledger's Jungle. No, no, no. I've seen Heath Ledger's it's been like the one. Is it we were about to have yeah, to this that entire episode. Podcast. It's Batman Begins, <laughs> The Dark Knight, and then The Dark Knight Rises. So yeah, Bane's so in Dark Knight. Bane's in Dark Knight Rises. Okay, yeah. So I haven't um, seen that one. I apologise to Batman fans, but so I mean, I, I, I never, I never like doing this. So I'm going to let Corey talk first. Time. Oh, I thought you were going to say prep time. <laughs> Um, okay, so the those the Bane and sorry, one second. I've just realised what I've said. Sorry, Harry. It's not that I don't like letting Harry talk first. What I'm going to say, I don't like doing. So I want Harry to go first. Yeah, I'm never allowed to go first, everyone. This is this is a rare occasion. Um, I would say because the Bane in the Batman films isn't the juiced Bane like we talked about last week. Yeah, it was last week. Um, but he, he is very intelligent and calculated. But the Heath Ledger Joker is so chaotic. And Joker in nature is chaotic. So I feel like the Joker would end up winning because he just Bane just wouldn't, that Batman Bane wouldn't be able to plan for it. I think it'd just be too chaotic. Um, so I'm going to put the Joker as winning. And that is why I wanted Tori to go first. Bane oh. solos him in about five seconds. In a fist fight between these two, which is what all of these are, they're always just one-on-one fights. Yes, Bane isn't as juicy as he is in the comics, he is still enhanced. Heath Ledger's Joker showed less technical fighting prowess than other Jokers. I genuinely believe he walked up to him, headbutts him, breaks his fucking jaw off, and then just walks away. Um, don't get me wrong. As villains go, Joker is a bigger threat as a villain because he makes it difficult to get to himself. But in a, just a fight between Joker and Bane, this dead. Next. Bring me the bat. Um, yeah. I, it, it, it would be an interesting one to see because we didn't get to see Heath Ledger's Joker kind of be that like annoying, awkward fighter that the Joker is, which I really love. Um, and because of that is why I'm giving it to Bane. If we'd seen Heath Ledger's Joker kind of do like the the dirty fighting that we've seen in like the comics, which I know is a bit more out there for them than them films wanted to go then I'd probably be able to give it a bit more 50-50. But Bane is still enhanced and freakishly strong. Joker didn't really show any skill in fighting in that film. I think it is actually the most resounding victory we've had. Oh, actually, no. Mm. It's probably about as resounding as Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange for me. I've done what Another I wanted. I've, I've caused a complete division in opinion, which is what I was after. Yeah, so thank now... you. Which is which is really funny because the last time we kind of had this split was also Doctor Strange Doctor Wonder. Doctor Strange yeah. Wonder, yeah. I think even though we didn't see it on camera, there was definitely points in that film where he was playing dirty as the Joker. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't play dirty, but it's kind of the element of surprise is what allows him to play dirty, like with a pencil trick and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, like he had the element of surprise on that guy. No one was expecting him to put the pencil through the guy's fucking head. Bane is too intelligent and too strong. And I can't imagine if they're having a fist fight, there's a random table and a pencil line about. Um, that's my yeah. opinion on it. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I expect think, everyone I, to bow to me. I think if Bane, stuff. if it is just like he gets to him, gets hold of him, it's not looking good for the Joker. But I do also yeah, think no, there's, a, there's a way that the Joker. There is a, a, a world in which that Joker gets, plays dirty and plays chaotic enough that he could maybe beat him. I'll tell you what, I'll meet you halfway. I'm not giving Joker <laughs> a victory. But what I'll say is, there is a world where he survives five minutes instead of 30 seconds. I whittled you down a bit, I suppose. (laughs) He's got got him to five minutes, I think that's as far as you can. Yeah, maybe maybe he fights just dirty enough to, like, give himself a bit more time to to wait until he dies, but I I only see it end in one way. I also going to stick with Joker, because there's a world where I feel like more of the comic book fans are on your side, so I can... uh... Annoy them. Yeah, Horry's Hor- just a troll, as he likes to say. Um, I just... Antagonize some fans, Horry does. Yeah. yeah. Um, why, why not? I think that about does it for us this week. Does Luke um, have an opinion on who would win? I don't know. Yeah, Luke, who did you think was going to win that? Um, probably Bane. Yeah. Not not as convincingly as Connor said, but <laughs> Bane wins. I, I, I was just curious. I have strong opinions about many things. <laughs> having having not seen that film, I was curious where Connor would fall on it, and now I have my answer. So, uh, we played it I see. <laughs> Bane and Joker aren't in this Batman film, are they? Or am I being dumb? No. Um, I mean, so fuck's sake, Luke, we're wrapping up. Um, <laughs> the actor who plays Druig in Eternals, Barry Cogan. I might have mispronounced his last name. Don't kill me. Um is rumoured to be making a cameo at the very end as Joker. But okay. there's no confirmation on that. Yeah, I tried to pick two Batman characters that weren't really going to feature in this film. Um, Bane, I have no inclination whatsoever that he should be in this film. As far as I'm aware, it's just Riddler and the Penguin from his road gallery making yeah. appearances. Fair enough. And obviously Catwoman, but she's like more of an anti-hero. Um, okay. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us, Luke. It was a pleasure. Thank you for um, me. I think this went well. We might get more guests in the future. Me and Hori have discussed sure a couple of options. Um, once again, all the social medias, I'm going to say it every week until more of you follow us. Um, <laughs> cutscene convos everywhere. Luke, you're just at Jonesy on Twitter these days, aren't you? Yep. Go shout at him for his shitty opinions and not watching all of the Batman films. Please do. Um, it was a pleasure as always, guys. Have a lovely weekend. Make sure you go watch The Batman because next mm-hmm. week we'll be discussing it in all of its spoilery glory. Yep. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Goodbye.